like the Van Halen of radio. Damn, Van Halen. He's a guy from like high school. And a jerk. It's the Mike Calta Show. Come on. Everybody know this song? Okay, nobody knows this song. Anybody know? Yeah. This song was huge when I was in high school. I don't know when it came out. I don't know if this is a remix or what the deal was, but this song was huge when I was in high school. Much like the Erasure song. <laughs> L'Amour? Yeah, L'Amour. Oh, L'Amour. Yeah. What's a boy in love I'm supposed, supposed to, to do? Whoa, with another boy? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't care. This was just all uh-huh. 1984. <laughs> don't sneak up Stein on this Island. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't yeah. hide it. Yeah. Even though you, you were probably hugging shirtless on the cover of the album, we were only playing the 12-inch. Yeah, don't get me singing it when I don't know. Right. Yeah, right. right. Another bo- oh, wait. <laughs> what? What? Trick me. Then it had us, it had us singing this. And then there was this one by the same, uh, by the same artist. Who is this, by the oh, way? I'll tell you. I'll okay. give you that. You know this song? I don't think so. Shoot Your Shot? No. Oh. Sounds of, like a, a movie theme. Okay. <laughs> That song and Native Love, the one before this, were both sung by cross-dresser Divine. That was in all the John Waters movies. Well, okay. The big fat guy yeah. dressed as a lady. Right. That's who sings both of those songs. None of us knew that in high school yeah. while we were playing that song. <laughs> while Anto and Juno and Charlie were breakdancing oh, and backspace no. and that oh, song. Oh, no. None of us knew. <laughs> oh. That's right, Chris Mendez. I know you're listening in Clearwater. Your brothers used to dance to this song. And uh, none of us had any idea that Divine or who Divine was when that song came out. Until you, Hairspray came, the first Hairspray came out. What would you say a song that you know, that you've heard, that immediately makes you think of a homosexual lifestyle? Um, I, I want to like say... A, any song, any kind of, uh, you know, whether it's rock or dance. Frankie or, Goes to Hollywood makes me think of that. Is that what you had ready to go? That's exactly what I had ready Shut to go. Shut up. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Every time I think of this, I just think it's just like this was the soundtrack to big gay house 40s. parties. Yeah. 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 This was like, doesn't this sound? Yes. Like, this is a movie yeah. about 80s gay guys just getting right. on. Yeah. Right. This is a gay revolution song. Right. We're going to go... We're going to sing this song. We're going to say these words, and people are going to think that means something else. To my house. <laughs> yeah. A very catchy song. Oh, yeah. It's a huge hit. Yeah. Everybody's wearing a shirt that said relax on it. Yeah. yeah. I never got these double meaning songs until I was no, older. Yeah. No, no. Blondie had a song called "Eat to the Beat," and I was like, "Really? That's a, like with a fork in it." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, How much of your music influence do you think would be different when you guys were younger if you could have seen 
the people who were making the songs. Well, I did. I mean, I got, I was the beginning of the MTV generation, so I did get to see a lot of those artists, but a lot of these songs were just obscure, like Divine's dance tracks weren't really getting played on the radio. They were they were in the clubs. But, like, I remember listening to, and the only way you knew what they looked like is if they happened to be in the album cover, if they right. had a picture of them. But I remember listening to uh, Ted Nugent, Cat Scratch Fever, and stuff like that, like ELO. My, I told the story before. Yeah. My mother wouldn't let me listen to Cheap Trick because really? she thought Dream Police come to me in my bed. She thought it said come to pee in my bed. And they were like, why would they do that? Yeah. And now, now it's so funny. Robin Sander like, is our buddy. And yeah. I'm like, my mom and, and uh, my mom wouldn't let me listen to the 8-track of it. The 8-track. We had an 8-track player and, and Hector came over with an 8-track tape. Wow. And uh, it, was, it was that. It was, he's like, you gotta listen to the song Dream Police. It's great. I'm like, no. I'm yeah, it, says, yeah. it says pee in it. Oh, no. Back to Cat Scratch Fever. Yeah. My dad used to love waking us up uh, Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 a.m. while he worked out to that song on full blast yeah. on his surround sound. That's right. You know what I didn't think? What does your dad think about the wall? Being that he's Mexican. He's only half Mexican. Well, so he likes half the wall? Um, he likes the American side of it? Yes, he <laughs> likes this side. He's all for it, I'm mm. sure. He's very Trump supporter. Your dad worked out with cat to catch cat. Dude, fever. well, he would like, because he... when How he, macho. Dude, when he built the, his house, he made sure there was a surround sound. Like, that was like his creme de la creme. Right, of right, the right. You know what I mean? Like, he put all his money, like yeah. a lot of money into it. So he would love that. Or the, what's the one? Uh, cocaine. Yeah, Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah, well, yeah but why, though? Yeah. Your dad was probably chopping it up in the basement. He used to <laughs> when he was younger, but not yeah. anymore. But, oh, uh, don't come down here. I'm working out. <laughs> Daddy's working. I told you I'm working. Oh, so, no. He, he would do it right in the living room. He had a little stationary bike. It, and a oh, oh, I thought you were cutting up his yeah, cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I did it on the bike. I'm no. like, well, no wonder why you have mental problems. <laughs> Yeah, but he, every time Carmen hears Catch Scratch Fever, she just starts getting the sniffles. Yeah, like, what's going on? But yeah, he loved that song. So now every time I hear it, I just I want to yell at somebody. I was the gayest kid ever. <laughs> so I'm thinking about all these things I used to do now. I know my mother thought I was gay for a little while. Oh, did she yeah, really? Well, she didn't. She didn't hurt. She had a boyfriend, and he used to tell her that he thought I was gay. Oh, Cause really? Because I, I was like just kind of a. I was kind of faggy. I wasn't gay. Like I wasn't homosexual. You gay. used to like what George were some Michael? of the things you did that? Yeah, like I very well. I I honest now that I look back on it, I think that because my dad wasn't around, I didn't have like a real positive male figure. Mm-hmm. So I used to just um, I used to align with the guys. That were like my idols, the guys that I would see on TV. Right. And those guys that were popular in that time were like John Travolta from Greece. Right. Uh, you know, like I used to, my brother <laughs> points this out all the time. I used to jump off the bed and sing Grease Lighting, you know. Um, I, 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 you listen to whatever music your parents like at first. So <laughs> right. I love, I could sing every Barry Manilow song, uh-huh. even now. Um, so I, yeah, I, and she was dressing me the worst. <laughs> oh, terrible. And we were poor. So, I mean, I I know there was a time one time I'll never forget I didn't have a shirt that I that I could clean shirt to wear because we hadn't done laundry at the laundromat and my mother made me wear one of her shirts to go into the city. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what? It was in, in in defense. It was like a purple. No. <laughs> like normally when you say in defense, it was a black t-shirt. You know, it was purple. It was a purple like uh, medical nope. scrub what? shirt, uh, uh-huh. and that was like the people were starting neck. to wear those. Yeah. How long did you scoop neck? How long did you sleep in your mom's bed? Never. 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 Like when you got scared or had a nightmare. Never. When, when, I've been sleeping I in my own know. bed. I'm telling you right now, I've been sleeping in my own bed 
since my parents are married and they were divorced by the time I was five. And, and you I never ran to your mom's ne- bed. Never. And I so much that when I was a baby, um, my mother always points out that uh, she her one parenting skill that she screwed up is that there was a, a, a lamp. She love you enough. She, no, she loved it. <laughs> there was a lamp uh, and the bulb blew out and she took the bulb out and they didn't have a replacement bulb. And I climbed out of my crib and onto the dresser and somehow stuck my finger oh, into oh the thing. God. And it shocked and blew me off the dresser. What? Yeah. Uh, it was the 70s. Nobody cared about safety. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they used to leave knives no. on the floor. And they were oh, like, oh, no. They used to have dogs protect you. Oh, right. Put the dog, will be fine. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, and so even that, I just know I was young enough to live in a crib and sleep in my own room. Like, I was, old, I was on the older end of the crib. I was climbing out of it and climbing on a dresser, but I never slept with my parents. What? Yeah. That's great. I remember my dad kicked me out. I remember I had a nightmare about a shark eating all of my family. I was like four or five, and I ran to my dad's bed, and I wanted to sleep with him that night, and he was like, this is the last time you're too old. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, what? I just had a nightmare. Why can't I sleep with you anymore? I know. Because he was trying to get it on with your mom. Yeah. No, they were divorced by that time. He was trying to get it on with the lady that was hiding under his bed. Phyllis. You don't know. (laughs) Is it Phyllis? (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind uh, the kids in the bed. I don't. I, I feel like... I had a immediate separation anxiety when we tried to put my son in his bedroom when he was little. He and was he too far away. Him. Yeah. He was too far away. I mean, I would put him in there even if, after he fell asleep, and he'd be fine, and I'd be in the other room tossing and turning, just flipping out, because I keep thinking about that Eisenberg baby who they snuck in through the garage and kidnapped the baby. It just would blow my oh. mind. Now, I love sleeping with the kids. I had my son and my daughter in the guest room last night. And the worst part about that is I have to go to bed. I have to get up at 4 o'clock, and my, I'm fighting with my daughter who is screaming Peppa Pig at me over and over again. I'm like, watch your goddamn Peppa Pig. Just leave me alone. Let me sleep. Then in the middle of the night, she wakes up and uh, wakes me up. And I go, what? What do you want? Daddy, daddy, why, why, why? Rub my belly. Oh, <laughs> rub your own goddamn belly. My daddy's going to get up at 4 uh, o'clock in the morning. I am rubbing rub her belly. belly. Oh, like, Carmen, get out of my bedroom. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Ethel, put on cat scratch fever. <laughs> Here it comes. It's workout time. Yeah. <laughs> but see, while your macho dad was working out to um, cat scratch fever and cocaine, <laughs> yeah. I was working out to Living in John's Let's Get Physical yeah. because that was the cool song that like, my mother liked. There was no question that I was uh, not going to be gay or wasn't gay or anything. Whatever. I have three older brothers, and I yeah. was just always very guys. Although Shower. there was a couple things that snuck through. I do remember <laughs> like loving, loving a pair of shorts that I had that were white with purple pockets. Yeah, and they were like jean short looking things, whatever. Awesome. And I like really loved animals and I had a rabbit and stuff. And white jean shorts with purple pockets? Like, yeah. 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 And of course, I always had the comb in my back pocket, uh, the big yeah. handle because I rather, you was very concerned about my hair. Always. Yeah. I was, and got a perm. Got a perm yeah. when I was in like a eighth perm. grade. Wow. Yeah, because I had long hair and I got it permed. Uh, yeah, and everyone was like, man, perm, this and that. And then I scored four goals in the first game that I had the perm. And then like three other yeah, guys had a perm next week. Up. I was like, yeah, what's up? That's it's what not it, the, the perm. Yeah. It's my skills. Big uh, it's my superior soccer skills. <laughs> yeah. So wait, so uh, how long does that take? What do you sit under the dryer and yeah, all that? You got to oh. sit there for a while and it stinks. What year was that? Chemicals. Uh, that was I was in eighth grade. So what are you? Thirteen in eighth grade, somewhere around there. So I that was uh, 71, 81, 84. Oh my wow. So I, uh, my friend DJ, who we talked about this morning, was listening. He got a perm, but he got it in the early nineties. 
Like when hair bands and all that stuff were, was Well, in. I had it because, uh, like, I'll tell you exactly why I had it, was because I had long hair, and uh, one of my favorite players, Rudy Glenn from the uh, from the Chicago Sting, uh-huh. had curly hair, and my, my hair looked a lot like his. Yeah, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, check yeah. it out. And I was into all that. I mean, I mean 84. That's you know? so foreign to me. That you had a hero that was a soccer player. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I know nothing about. Well, and, soccer, and now I know way more. Than soccer I did then. was very popular in Illinois yeah. where I was growing up. I mean, that was a very popular sport up there. So, you know. Yeah, that. I would never do my hair to be like some sports guy, but I did wear one glove for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did as well. Oh man, I had a my, Michael Jackson scrapbook. That's another thing. We all had Michael Jackson scrapbooks. Yeah, I had one glove, but I bet you your glove was cooler than mine. Do yeah. you have a glitter glove or just a white one? Uh, no, I just had a white garden glove. <laughs> so did, we had a white glove. I had a, my brother and I would share. I know whose gloves you wore. Uh-huh, my Aunt Lena's, because she had eczema, <laughs> and she used to wear gloves, so nobody oh, saw no. eczema, and then when it got better, she gave us her white gloves. Oh, uh-huh. that's so gross. Uh-huh. That is. <laughs> it's so true. Billy Jean, my hands really itch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh. we also had breakdancing um, beads. Did I ever talk about that? Breakdancing beads. I'm going to tell you right now. I was big into breakdancing. At no point did I know yeah, anything about beads. Oh, nobody. You must have not been in a crew. No, I was in a crew. Who was, what was your crew's name? Uh, we didn't. I don't think. I don't remember. Then you weren't anyway. in a crew. Yeah. Well, what but I mean, we used to dance of, and stuff. Salsa dance. But I, salsa I, nights. I was the first one in my junior high to have parachute pants. Oh. Yeah, I used to wear the parachute pants, and I'd wear the high tops with the laces undone. I don't oh. think I ever had parachute pants, but I think I might have been too fat for them. <laughs> I might have looked like a real parachute. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> they cut up an old parachute. Uh, you don't have, you never had breakdancing beads? Uh, so I no, I don't even know what breakdancing beads are. I'm my, afraid that you guys are doing something weird. <laughs> Is that how you started the worm? They'd pull him out or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're all connected by him. Oh, no. They were, um, uh, God, I want to call Hector I went and talk to, make him talk about it because it was his his creation. So everybody had him, though. So, um, yeah, Google and see if you can find anybody else. So our uh, crew was called A New Decade. Okay. And uh, we, our colors were blue and white and gray. And you had to make your breakdancing break beads, and they went four blue, two white, Three gray, four blue, two white, three gray, all around, and it was a circle with a tail at the end. And you could do whatever you want on the tail, but the circle had to have the same pattern, and you'd wear them, circle over your head with a tail just going down your back, and you'd wear them out like at, at Kmart and stuff. And you went out and hung out. No. Tell me I didn't dream this. No, you you guys may have done it, but it <laughs> yeah. wasn't You're sweeping the nation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it was a big uh, New York thing. <laughs> Why, Carmen? Never heard God, I wish I had my breakdancing beads now. I know. They were so cool. You gotta, first of all, you had to make them. So it made you creative, and then uh, you wore them, and people knew you were in a crew. It was like gang colors. But wow. you were a guy making the, bracelets. Oh, it was, it was, the girls loved it. And then if you had a girlfriend, she could wear your beads. Uh, my wife just texted me, and she goes, <laughs> weren't you a ribbon dancer as well? <laughs> when we, when we, were you really? No, no, no. Oh. When we first started dating, I used to tell her different stuff, and I would say, uh, <laughs> I, I said something about being somewhere, and I go, well, that's when I did the uh, ribbon dancing mm-hmm. stuff. And, <laughs> and I would just throw it away like that, like not... And she goes, what? And I go, yeah, I was a ribbon dancer. I said, I used to go all over. In fact, I went to different countries to compete. <laughs> she goes, shut your mouth. And I go, I'm totally serious. I go, call Tim. And I hand her the phone. And she goes, did Greg do ribbon dancing? And he goes, oh, yeah. You really? <laughs> like, like, totally right into it. She's like, there is no way. She believed it. She oh, says she doesn't believe it, awesome. but she believed it. <laughs> 
What uh, what else did you tell her? Do you remember? Uh, I told all kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, there's always, you know, whenever anything comes up. And, and I love telling, like, uh, you know who that is? That's uh, so-and-so's <laughs> son, whatever. And they're like, oh, oh man. Are you serious? I, uh, no. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, uh, I used to tell my old, old girlfriend, like, like when I was, uh, like, in, in high school or not in high school, in college, I used to tell her any story that I ever heard in my life, I would make it towards me. Like, I told her one time that the FBI seized my uh, computer mm-hmm. at my house because I was ordering um, airline tickets. Nice. That yeah. was from War Games. Right. Yeah. The <laughs> FBI. Anything, any story that I heard or anything, I would just use towards me. The time I was a janitor at the uh, college and uh, I left a <laughs> math problem on the board and I solved, solved it. it. Yeah, um, I told her, uh, I went on a, a tour of the Stars Homes when I was in eighth grade and they took us past this purple house, and they were like, this is Prince's house. And they were like, ooh, everybody's taking pictures. It probably wasn't. It was just a purple house. And they said, uh, the other day we came by, and Prince was out here playing basketball with Eddie Murphy. And I went, oh, my God. This is a-. So she was like, have you ever been to California? I go, you know, I went to California one time, and I drove past Prince's house, and he was out back playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Any story that I heard, I just told her everything. Awesome. So after a while, she just assumed that I had the best life ever. Yeah, uh, my wife just texted me again, and this is true. I wanted to be a tap dancer. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Like, Gregory Hines. Why? I thought that was so great. I From what did you see that made you want to do that? Uh, I, I saw him, like, tap dancing on The Tonight Show or doing something. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You I like Gregory cool. Hines? Yeah. That was your hero? Yeah, yeah. I thought see, he was great. When I saw Bruce Willis in the in the Levi's 501s playing the saxophone, <laughs> I thought... Harmonica. I, no. Oh... Maybe it was harmonica, but there was some sort of blues. Bruno always played harmonica. Okay, there was some sort of 501 blues commercial where the guy played the sax on his fire escape. Okay. And I had a, I lived in an apartment building, and I'm like, I want to sit in the fire escape and play the saxophone in my jeans and a white T-shirt. My uh, brother wanted to play saxophone after he saw, um, whatchamacallit? St. Elmo's Fire? No, no, no. Uh-oh. Oh, St. Elmo's Fire. I-, I wanted my hair. Rob Lowe was another hair hero. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy, Billy, Billy has some good hair in there. Uh, no, uh, what is it? The vampires. Lost Boys? Lost Boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. the guy's muscly, and he's wearing, like, <laughs> a mesh chain. shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're the hair hero. Oh, uh, a lot of hair heroes. Who is the soccer player? Uh, Rudy Glenn. You yeah. want to see a picture of Rudy Glenn? Absolutely, it's hilarious. I there's, do. There's no way you would look at this guy and go, yeah, that's that's my hair hero. Oh, in my head, I feel like uh, I could already picture it. Yeah. Like, he looks like the guy... The, uh, from McDowell's in Coming to America. Yes. The Soul Glow guy. Yes. Did you have greasy There's hair? There's Glenn. Oh, oh that's, that's way better. Yeah. Is that Hector on the phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. This Mike, is my, my childhood friend, Hector Rivera. How are you, buddy? What, what's up, Mike? How are you, buddy? Can you can you help me out with something here? I'm trying to explain to these people who have no idea what breakdancing beads were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, breakdancing beads. That, that was like a... Kind of a fad back in the day. I, I think we were kind of trying to copy like the Zulu Nation and. Uh, you were maybe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't remember having any Zulu beats hanging around my neck. We had a crew. We had a breakdancing crew, and we were. Uh, do you remember the name of our crew? How dare uh, you? No. How dare know. you? Oh, terrible. The crew meant nothing to you. You're out. You're out of the crew. Uh, I'm just, I just remember our, uh, our failed attempt at our uh, graffiti lifestyle. What do you mean failed? You were like the best graffiti artist in, in Staten Island. Yeah, sure. Until your mother busted us. <laughs> Dude, I tell that story all the time. Do you remember how she busted us? 
because a little metal ball inside the can kind of rolls My mother kept going, what's it smell? And we were like, oh, we don't smell nothing. And when she went up Hector's driveway, the ball went... And she goes, oh, I'll never forget. She went, you son of a bitches. And then she drove us around the neighborhood trying to find our graffiti. Oh, no. What was your tag name? <laughs> what was your, what was your tag name? Decade. De- ah, see, decade. What did I tell you? I just said that. Oh, my. Do you remember mine? Uh, no, I don't remember yours. I was, uh, your memory is always much better than mine was. I was Sash. Sash. <laughs> and I was. What the hell are we thinking? I don't know. I just did whatever you did. You were older. You were the smarter one. H- Hector got all the girls, man. All the girls love Hector because he was he was like Puerto Rican when Menudo was cool. So oh yeah, oh, yeah. he could dance. Oh, stop it, Mike. You could dance. You could do karate. You were handsome. All the girls loved you. Uh, you're giving me way too much credit, Mike. And he used to do graffiti, and we had a we were uh, the name of our crew because he was decade. We were a new decade. And we had breakdancing beads, and I don't know why, but for some reason I was wearing beads when I went to Kmart with my mother. You made me join the Zulu Nation. <laughs> oh my God, those were good times, buddy. Those I don't know. Looking back on now, they seem pretty. They seem pretty dumb. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Well, hey, it was good talking to you. I'm glad. I'm glad you backed me up on that. Thank you. Hey, not a problem, Mike. Good to hear from you, man. Hope to see you again one day. Yeah, you know what? We come to Orlando to go to Disney Live. We got to hook up. I know you're out in that area. I'll, I'll give you a heads up next time we're coming down. I'd appreciate it, Mike. That'd be great. Thank you. Uh, good talking to you, buddy. Good talking to you, too, buddy. See Have you, man. Day. You, too. Hey, he's, he was a great guy. Like, we were... So my mother uh, dropped out of high school, and she had two kids. Right. And then she went back to college when we were a little bit older, and uh, she met Hector's mother in college, and they became best friends. And this is, you know, they were in their 20s. And then Hector and I became best friends for years. We did everything. We went to summer camp together. We went to the same school. But he was a couple of years older than me. And, uh, and and then he went and joined the Army, and we moved to Florida. And we kind of, you know, obviously lost touch after that. But we still text every once in a while. We're Facebook friends and stuff. That's but cool. He, w- he was like a, he he was like, I don't you know, like certain guy, I think, can dance and Sing and all that. He could do all that. And I'll never forget, we went to audition for this uh, for this play. I was in a play from my school, my high school, and the director said, they're doing a, they're doing a play at the college, West Side Story, you guys should go audition for it. Remember I told you I walked out of the dance version? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna, well, um, Hector, I took I go, you got to come with me. And he goes, why? I go, because I, I don't have never been to this before, and I want to do it. And he's like, all right, there's Puerto Ricans in there. Maybe I'll audition, too. He got the lead part. Did he yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, and so they bring you in a room. We, I, know, I was only in one high school play, and here I am at this audition where real adults were going to. Oh, wow. So, so you'd go into a room, and there'd be the director and a couple other people and a piano, and you'd have to give the piano player your sheet music and sing a song in front of everybody. I don't have sheet music. So they were like, if you don't have sheet music, just sing Happy Birthday. We just need to see how you can sing. Mm -hmm. So I sang Happy Birthday. So Hector gets up there, and he goes, they're like, do you have sheet music? He goes, no. And they go, all right, Happy Birthday. And he goes, can I sing something different? They go, what do you want to sing? He goes, "Uh, Baby Grand by Ray Charles and Billy Joel. And they were like, okay. And he just belted out both parts. They were like, this kid's kid's got the part. Yeah, he was one of those guys. And he took karate, and he was really good at karate (laughs) because he could also do all that stuff. And I'll never forget though this kid Chris Rocco. He was like he was like um, uh, the fat kid from Goonies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like just like such an obnoxious like loud. Do this, do this. I want to see you do this. Do a split. Do it. And he goes, "Heck, to do that thing where you kick the lollipop out of my mouth." 
And to this day, I swear Hector did it on purpose. He did a roundhouse kick, and he kicked the kick right in the jaw. Oh. <laughs> Broke his jaw right on the spot. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if you do go over to Orlando and you and Hector get together, can you do some breakdancing and video? Yes. I bet you he can. Oh, I'm sure. I bet you he can do, uh, he can do windmills and the worm and all that stuff. Yeah. I was more of just a... Yeah, I was a popper. Hell yeah, popper. (laughs) Kelta, carry the cardboard. Yeah, 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 pretty much. much. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.